The Accidental Entrepreneur is produced by Beinhacker Law and brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e-commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. You had a couple of different ideas. Yeah, like and, what, what, did uh, you, what did you have? I'm curious. Well, one of the ideas I had was for sort of, it, it was more of a news, curated news service. Okay. Um, and, you know, I knew to really, and I, you know, I still would like to do it at some point. Nobody has really done. Like online, web-based type of stuff? More audio-based. Okay. Um, but, you know, and, and again, based on my experience, you know, I worked for a governor, worked for a secretary, was a secretary of a huge department, you know, when you're preparing for your day, whether you're at that high level or not, you know, just being able to have a good 15, 20 minute briefing of all the stuff that you need to know that day. Yeah. In a very concise fashion. That's very tailored to you. Yeah. Um, you know, I always wanted that. It's so hard to actually find good news anymore. All you right. just go through the channels and it's just, you know, okay, here's two people who don't know what they're talking about and let them scream at each other. Go. <laughs> that's, you know, that's not what I need in the morning. I don't right. want to listen to that. Uh, so I've always, I always struggled to find, you know, good, concise news of everything I need to know by the time I hit the door in the office. And that was kind of the idea, but um, it's a good idea. I knew so I was, your clients would be like an industry like an association yeah. or a large corporation where you would put yeah. together a, let's say a 15 minute podcast, right. Yep. Covering yep. the items and the thing. So I do know one guy who kind of does that. He's a, he used to be on the yep. radio and he, his clients are like uh, a transportation association. Yeah. And yeah. every Wednesday oh, yeah, yeah. or maybe every morning, whatever he puts out just for yep. the association members, mm -hmm. this 15 minute, whatever update. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, people have nibbled around the edges, you know, with different industries and things, you know, there are, you know, one of the positions I held in that gubernatorial administration was head of the state's alcohol agency. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy from one of the companies, he puts together all the news clips for the day and sends it out to everybody in the industry who subscribes. But, you know, you got to read the clip and, you know, you still have yeah, to it's an audio newsletter it. is what it is. Yeah. But yeah. nobody's actually gone through it and actually no. sort of called the key information. The information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode.
Good afternoon, Mitch. This is Brian Rohde, founder and CEO of Acumen Apparel, cutting edge new men's apparel brand. So happy to be here talking to you today. I've listened to many of your other guests and actually learned quite a bit from some of them on this entrepreneurial journey. So looking forward to our conversation. All right, Brian. So it, it's Rohde, right? Brian Rohde? That's Even correct. though it's R-H-O-D-E. Yes. Okay, we, good. Make sure I get that right. Okay. And and I appreciate coming on. I know we had some, what was it, technical issues last time. Yeah. And we almost had them today, but we got through it. Um, and I do want to tell your story. I mean, it's it's an interesting background. You didn't just like, graduate high school and college and go into the apparel business. You had a long, long road, including starting in the military, right? That's correct. So maybe you want to start there and take us through the whole law school, business yeah. school, corporate executive journey. Sure. So Mitch, as you mentioned, you know, when I graduated high school, I went on to college and got into ROTC and then went into the Marine Corps when I finished college and served for a couple of years on active thank duty. Thank you for your service. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. And it was a wonderful and amazing experience. A lot of responsibility and adventure at a young age and wouldn't trade it for anything. And then when I finished my time up there, I moved on to law school and eventually became a lawyer and a prosecutor, spent a lot of years in the courtroom, and then moved on to state government in the state of Virginia and ultimately into a corporate job. As, and as a lawyer? To some extent. When I moved into state government, I was working for a governor, and some of the roles that I had had a legal element, but, okay. but you weren't practicing more administrative. Attorney, right. Yeah, I sort of okay. stopped practicing law largely when I went into state government, and then like I said, moved into a corporate job with a large company and did that for a couple of years. And when that ended, made the choice or, you know, sort of embarked onto the entrepreneurial journey, which I know is the focus of your podcast and been at it now coming up on three years. And it's been a pretty amazing experience. Yeah, I, and, I, and if I remember right, I'm kind of giving away the punchline here, but we'll get to <laughs> it. There is a connection, right, between yes. the apparel business and what you're doing and your experience in the military. Exactly. It's, it's not like this weird connection. Oh, I, I'm ROTC. Of course, I'm going to sell yeah. men's clothing. Like there's no. Yeah. So for people listening, there is a connection. So, okay. There so is. let's, um, because we got a good 45 minutes to an hour together. W when you were in the military, did you travel around the world or was it mostly? Yeah. Yeah. You saw the world? Yeah. So it was, I was in the infantry. So we would go on deployments overseas and this is pre 9-11. So we'd go overseas right. for usually six or seven months. And the unit I was with, we'd deploy over to Okinawa, Japan, and then we'd get on ships from there and go all over the Pacific. And, and one of the advantages and nice things they would do for us when we get back from those long deployments is give us, you know, three or four weeks off. And I'd usually grab a buddy and head over to Europe and do some backpacking. So nice. got to do a lot of traveling those four years. So you were in the Navy, you said? The Marine Corps. The Marine Corps. Okay. And Marines yes. are not submarines. Marines are on ships, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the yeah. Marine Corps is part of the Department of the Navy. Got it. You know, as some of my friends will joke, they'll say the men's department of the United <laughs> States Navy. But, uh, you know, I say that all good humor. My father was in the Navy and, you know, my brother and I both became Marines and we tease him, you know, every generation has to do a little bit better than the one before. But uh, in all honesty, love our Navy brothers and uh, sisters and had a great time and we would be on Navy ships when we would deploy. Right. So we well, worked very closely between, with them. If I, if I understand it right, the difference between Marines and Naval officers and people in the Navy are is that you're the ground, you're going onto the ground, right? Yep. You're coming off the yep. boat, getting on the shore. They, they're not doing that. They may be flying planes or whatever. Right. 
That's exactly right. Yeah. They drive the ships and they put us ashore and then we go ashore and do our thing and usually come back on board the ship. But, you know, everything that we do, we have to so closely coordinate with them and uh, work very closely with the Navy folks. And it is a very close partnership and uh, each one complements the other. Do you think that your experience in the military helped you with, you know, in what you're doing now and what you did in law? I mean, do you think it's good training for, I mean, I think it is, but I wasn't in the military. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, in terms of leadership and experience, you get so much responsibility at a young age. Like I mentioned, and we were talking about, you go overseas for six, seven months and you've got 40 or 50 young guys who you're responsible for. Yeah. And you're responsible not only for their job performance, but you know, every component of their life. Cause you're all over there together. You're moving around, you're doing dangerous stuff. And you know, that's a lot of responsibility for a 23, 24 year old. So yeah. I think in terms of learning to, you know, handle significant things, you know, deal with stress, you know, it is a great training ground and teaches you how to lead by example and how to motivate people and take care of folks. And it certainly helped in so many different ways when I was both a prosecutor, a lawyer, and in the corporate world, just, you know, again, it's a great ground for leadership training. And, you know, the other thing with entrepreneurship in particular, you know, you, you're expected to take the initiative when you're in the military, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, you know, plans go awry once, you know, you get on the ground or, you know, if you're in combat, the shots start getting fired, you know, things change. You have to take the initiative. You have to understand what the ultimate objective is and find a way to get there, whether there's somebody there to tell you to do it or not. Right. Cause it never plays out the way you plan. That's the way life is, except no bullets flying around. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And entrepreneurship is so much like that. There's, there's, you know, certainly people you can listen to, books you can read and guides you can try and follow. But at the end of the day, you know, I think it was, was it Mike Tyson or someone said, you know, you have a plan until you get hit in the face and then, right. you know, you got to figure it out. You got to yeah. take that obstacle and find a way to overcome it. And it was not what you expected. It was not what you planned, but you just right. figured out a way around it. So yes, in terms of that, it was terrific training and a terrific background uh, going uh, into entrepreneurship. Yeah. I think being in business is like, being at war, except hopefully you're not getting shot at. You might. <laughs> hopefully yeah, exactly. you're not. Hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. So now what led you to go, you know, so you finished up your stint in the military, said it was like yeah. three or four years, right? And then what made you go to law school? And ultimately, I mean, you didn't go into business law, so you, you yeah, went well, to criminal I, law, right? Actually, I spent a year at a big corporate law firm and I know, oh, okay. I know you're a corporate lawyer. So I did M&A for you know, one of the big firms and I made it about 11 and a half months. It really was for the criminal stuff. Yes. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'd gone to law school just because, you know, I had a great experience in the Marine Corps. I wanted to try something new. Yeah. I really wanted to go back and get some kind of graduate degree and really study. I was so busy in college, you know, with all the different responsibilities and activities. It's all programmed for you. Yeah, exactly. It took so much time and I really just wanted time where I could, just really enmesh myself in something that was really interesting to learn. And so I turned to law school and had a great experience there. And, you know, when I came out, I went to work at one of the big firms and, you know, it just wasn't for me. And I had been in a bar mentorship program and the mentor they paired me with happened to be the elected prosecutor in the city. And, you know, we were talking a little bit about it. He'd come from a big firm and we had similar backgrounds. We'd gone to the same law school and, you know, he called me up one day because he knew I was a little bit interested in it. And mm-hmm. he said, look, do you really want to work for uh, 
basically about a third of what I was working right. for. Right, it, it's not well-paying, right. No, I said, absolutely. I married well. My <laughs> what wife do I need is also money a lawyer for? and she's at a firm, so yeah. I can afford to do it. Yeah, I, I think people don't know that, you know, us being lawyers, we don't really like specialize in anything in law school. You're only there for three years. You yeah. might take an extra course or two and then you do an internship and you, but ultimately yeah. you meet somebody who says, oh, you're interested in that? Sure, I'll take you under my wing and I'll teach you what I know. And that's kind of how it happens, right? I mean, so yeah. right. I actually heard you on one of your other podcasts, you were talking about law and, you know, law in a certain way, you go to law school and you're taught academic law, you know, yeah. the folks who go on to be circuit court, Supreme court clerks right. and exactly. ultimately professors. Very few of us do that. Yeah. yeah. Very few do that. That's the law you learn in law school. That's what people think about when they stuff. see it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. learn how to really try a case. You get, you can take some cases in trial advocacy and things, classes in trial advocacy, right. but you know, when I became a corporate lawyer, I mean, I, I, I took corporate law classes, but I took corporate law classes that talked about case law, not about how you actually write a contract. Right. <laughs> I mean, know, I took contracts and I didn't really learn how to write a contract. You can learn a no. little bit, but yeah. Yeah. It's a thinking Excuse exercise, me. I think, right? Going to law school. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. And so you actually learn the law once you actually get out there and practice it. And I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't really mesh with the corporate law that I was doing because I particularly at a low level as a young associate, you're doing things that yeah, junk. if you're just good at reading and right. attention to detail and just willing to go through volumes and volumes. Of yeah. They're like, here, mark things. up this thousand page contract. Yes. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you don't dates. even know what you're highlighting at the beginning, right? <laughs> I mean, just yeah. highlighting everything. Yes, I know. Exactly. And that's, know. and it's just, it was not, uh, wasn't what I was looking for at the time. I worked some wonderful people. It was a great firm, but it um, wasn't quite for me. Yeah, it's just um, paper. It's a lot of paper, not a lot of people. So, yeah, so then, yeah. so this, so you really just kind of fortuitously, you know, he took you under his wing and you got to learn the corporate side. Did, yep. I mean, the criminal side, did you like that a lot more than? I did. Yeah, I did. I remember, you know, it was probably my second week on the job and I was sitting around with some of the prosecutors and we had just been in court and I'd watched one of their cases and they asked me, you know, what do you think? And it was just something that hadn't been asked to me in a year at a big right. corporate law firm, but you get thrown right into the mix and you know, you're on your feet all day and yeah. you're in court. And I've always said this, it's, it's an amazing experience because you're doing great public service and you know, you're helping people, particularly victims. But aside from that, you know, I've always said, you know, if, if, if you're a writer and you have writer's block, just, mosey on down to your local criminal court and sit there for a day because truth is far stranger than fiction. You can't make up. Oh my God. I worked for one of the criminal court judges when I was in law school in, in New York, yep. a lot of them were elected. Oh, we, I mean, and I'm talking one semester. I had the yeah. wackiest cases, the wackiest <laughs> results, the, the, you know, people showing up, the, the attorney yelling at the judge for something, judge throwing him <laughs> yeah, out of the courtroom, the defendant who he was, yeah. I guess he was a public defender assigned to him was like, I don't have a lawyer. What do I do? We'll get you another lawyer. You know, it was, it was just so funny. It was, I, in the no, middle of the trial, is... the judge is like, can you, um, you see my jacket over there? I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, second, you know, first year law. I'm like, look, yeah. He's don't like, you go, to, go to, go to my jacket. And inside is a checkbook. I need my checkbook. No, there's a trial going on. Right. <laughs> they, so they're giving, the, so he's, I see him because it's all blocked. You know, the way his bench is. So he's <laughs> yeah. writing, he's like filling out his Bloomingdale's. Yeah, he's doing his checks. So if yeah. there's an objection for something, he looks up. Can you read that back? And they read back the transcript. Oh, and yeah. he goes, "You're overruled." Then he goes back to there's doing what he's doing. 
Oh, I've seen judges nod off on the bench. I remember one of the first early cases I was sitting outside the courtroom and I was standing next to one of the prosecutors who was more senior and the deputies start, they literally carry this guy out. He's kicking and screaming and fighting. I don't know what had happened in the courtroom, but I mean, he was putting up a hell of a fight and they it's just took defendant. him down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. I defend her. Yeah. And Whatever. So they the judge, the right. Yeah. And the, and the other prosecutor is eating an apple and he sort of nonchalantly looks at me. He's like, you don't see that at Hunter Williams every day, do you? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that um, was a good experience. So that made me not want to go into corporate law. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I mean, criminal law. I can't deal with this every day, you know. Oh, gets, but gets I mean, I love, I worked with such terrific people and it was so interesting all the time. And they just like, you know, similar to the military, similar to being an entrepreneur, you know, good, bad or indifferent. There's just so much work that you're on your own pretty soon and you're yeah. making decisions. You're deciding how to try a case. You're deciding what to do with the case. And that was much more aligned with me than uh, being more of the advisor or, you know, even at a corporate firm at a young level, you're not advising anybody. You're just working right. for a more senior partner. They're billing you out. It, yeah, exactly. That's and they're billing you out. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, it's another way to live life. Um, yeah. I remember my first month there, they sort of gave you the the great week at a nice hotel and introduced everybody. This is your computer. This is how you, everything works. And then I think I billed 255 hours the first month. Yeah, you which, never, you barely went home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'd go home at two in the morning and yeah. have to catch a flight so to they Chicago make their money. at six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. I was yeah. like, yep, all the stories are true. <laughs> well, cr- criminal law is more like, you're more on your feet. You're not writing large briefs. You're not, you know, yeah. right. Submitting uh, maybe a little bit, but most of it is trial work, right? Exactly. Exactly. And it's, you know, the bigger cases, you'll have some time to prepare, but a lot of them, you know, and you're in the lower level courts, I, you go with a big docket. You've read through the cases, but making motions right and, to the judge, right? Yeah. See what okay. happens. And, yeah. uh, you know, you learn how to handle certain types of cases and you just have to roll with it because the volume is so high and, you know, you have to get through cases quickly. And, you know, there was one of my favorite judges when I was a young prosecutor and still keep in touch with him. Um, he'd been on the bench for probably 25 years by the time I started appearing in front of him. And he was known as Judge Iron Bladder because he had <laughs> never literally up, his right? morning routine down and when to have his last coffee, when to make his last bathroom break. And he did the bench at 9 a.m. and he would not get off to one or two o'clock in the afternoon and he never stopped. And you had to be running back in and out of the courtroom and handling it all and keep up with him. And, you know, I, I'm not yeah. exaggerating. I lost 10 pounds in the first couple of months that I worked there just because I was on my feet hustling all day. Right. No time for lunch. Can't even eat. Right. No. <laughs> like going no, when you're in this court. Break. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the judges, they have, they want to run their court a certain way. Right. I mean, a yep. lot of judges are like that. Yeah. They're changing nowadays. Yeah. And he had a huge docket and he just, once he started, he didn't want to stop. He just pressed through until it was done. Yeah. I mean, he could have taken a break for lunch. He could have adjourned, but he wouldn't, he'd just keep rolling. Right. Well, I think, right. When you have a big docket like that and you have a huge work caseload, maybe you're yeah. settling a lot of stuff, but you're still ending yeah. up in court every day I and mean, there's still stuff yeah. to do. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so it was, um, and was this down, I know you went to school in Virginia. Was this down in Virginia, <laughs> DC area? Yeah. Yeah, Richmond, Virginia. So um, got it. That's the county seat, right? Richmond. It's yeah, the capital of the state. The so capital the capital's state. there. The state government is there. Um, yeah. You know, back in the '90s, in particular, it was really, really bad for crime and uh, particularly high murder rate. That since had come way down, but it was still a very, very busy criminal docket. And you know, there was certainly a lot of work to be done, and you know, never a dull moment. So, how long were you with them? 
doing the criminal I was stuff. there six years. Oh, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I had uh, run for political office and um, am grateful every day that I didn't win. <laughs> Particularly when I say <laughs> looking back, I'm sure. Yeah. Awful things are at right. times. And some of my friends are still, you know, in the process. But uh, that had led to working for a governor happened to be in office at the time. And oh, that was after. So as a result of running, <laughs> making connections, whatever, then he yeah, asked you yeah, to it was take kind a of position. That. Right. Okay. Yeah. I kind of knew some folks and they had a position open up, up and asked if I wanted it and uh, went to work for him. Wonderful guy. And, um, you know, spent the rest of the administration with him and in Virginia, they can only serve one term. So, okay. Four years when he's, yeah. When his term ended, uh, that's when I took a job with a, with a company and did, more of the corporate side of things, but you're right. What since I left being a prosecutor, I really haven't practiced law full time since yeah. then. So, so you went there. So then, then you went back to the corporate side, but not the corporate legal side. So yeah. that was more executive stuff, right? Yeah. So I started in government affairs for this company in Virginia, and then I had sort of the Mid Atlantic region, and then they transferred me where I am now to Jacksonville, Florida, and was in charge of the audit department for the company, and then. They had a big public safety department, which I eventually ended up taking over. And, you know, when I worked in state government, the department that I worked in uh, was the Department of Public Safety, Secretary of Public Safety, and okay. it transitioned and sort of uh, overlapped pretty well. A lot of this company did a lot of government stuff. contracts. Is that why? Not a lot of government contracts, but it was a railroad. So uh, ah, unfortunately, that's the, that's the public safety side of it, right? Yeah. Railroads move a lot of stuff, you know, and sometimes the, the trains do wreck and uh, there's a lot of flammable stuff, a lot of chemicals, a lot of things like that. So, you know, that background and sort of emergency response, public safety is helpful. Yeah. So how long were you with them? That was five years. And that you, the, your last position was them as head of public safety? Yep. And that was, that ended in 2019. And then I took a little bit of time off and I was sort of, you know, exploring the entrepreneurship angle and actually had a couple of different ideas. Yeah. Like what, what did uh, you, what did you have? I'm curious. Well, one of the ideas I had was for sort of, it it was more of a news curated news service. Um, and you know, I knew to really, I, you know, I still would like to do it at some point. Nobody has really done like online web-based type of stuff. More audio based. Okay. Um, but, you know, and, and again, based on my experience, you know, I worked for a governor, worked for a secretary, was a secretary of a huge department. You know, when you're preparing for your day, whether you're at that high level or not, you know, just being able to have a good 15, 20 minute briefing of all the stuff that you need to know that day. Yeah. In a very concise fashion. That's very tailored to you. Yeah. Um, you know, I always wanted that. It's so hard to actually find good news anymore. All you right. just go through the channels and it's just, you know, okay, here's two people who don't know what they're talking about and let them scream at each other. Go. <laughs> that's, you know, that's not what I need in the morning. I don't right. want to listen to that. Uh, so I've always, I always struggled to find, you know, good, concise news of everything I need to know by the time I hit the door in the office. And that was kind of the idea, but um, it's a good idea. I knew so I was, your clients would be like an industry like an association yeah. or a large corporation where you would put yeah. together a, let's say a 15 minute podcast, right. Yep. Covering yep. the items and the thing. So I do know one guy who kind of does that. He's a, he used to be on the yep. radio and he, his clients are like uh, a transportation association. Yeah. And yeah. every Wednesday oh, yeah, yeah. or maybe every morning, whatever he puts out just for yep. the association members, mm-hmm. this 15 minute, whatever update. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 